Hi, welcome to Steve's Spotlight on someone else. Hey, you know, you think if you ever think about how the self is, is who you are, like there's a real thin, is there a membrane around you, around which inside, inside of that membrane is you, yourself, that encompasses you? Well, today that's going to be shining from the spotlight, like an aura, because that's what happens when a spotlight is shining on you and you have a membrane of, of light of light all over you hmm someone else oh that's that was the whole point is that you are yourself indeed and that outside of you is someone else and that membrane <laughs> only gets penetrated sometimes ah by a loved one okay so what are we going to do tonight we're going to have a spotlight we're going to talk about some improv how do you even do improv where does it even come from how does how does does is it a thing or is it just an idea? Can you hold improv in your hand? Can you put it in? in can you surround it in saran wrap and save it for later for a nice tasty meal of humor later on, some other time? You know, I think you can. You can think about it. You can think about the improv later. They always say that the improv is hard to explain for later. That it's the joke and the thing you have to be there to see it. But you know, you could if you wanted to enjoy it in your brain i think because you're you were there and you enjoyed the joke or whatever at the time quotable improv that's that's a thing you could try try to do i think it's more of a state it's more of a communion where your membranes are vibrating at the same frequency of those around you and those with which you're improvising with yes that's how, uh, you know, um, organisms we are, uh, which is what we all are. That's how organisms are. That's what we're all about. We're all about vibrating sort of on the same, same tri uh, wavelength as other organisms. That's the type of thing we all enjoy because that's how it was when we were in the fluid. Remember, remember that? Remember when we were all in fluid because we were microscopic? uh before we evolved or even existed because you know i mean technically you did exist before you uh existed right uh ben has texted me and he said he is trying to log in question mark yeah uh what should i say i don't know i don't know exactly the the issue based on that um let's see let's see let's see i'm trying to log in i'm trying to log in what do you think he needs um did you make an account that's what i need to say Make an account, question mark. So, figuring this out, I could call him. Could, let's see, I think, I think, did you make an account will solve the problem. Don't you think that will solve the problem, dear listener? Oh, patient and ever, ever, ever patient with listener who's, who's with me on these journeys, much like in the never-ending story, the way Bastion is with Atreyu. That is the relationship you and I have, where I am Atreyu, and you are Bastion, following close my, my adventures of trying to get Ben to log into Oozbear. I said, he said, I'm trying to log in, question mark. I said, did you make an account? Oh, man, my finger's twitching. It's vibrating over towards the call button of 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 making the call to just chat with him to get him to log in 
Let's see. Boom, 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 I'm going to wait until my clock says 7.04, and then I will call him. You do that? Do you ever wait Wait a little while before calling someone? Maybe this will just sort itself out. Yeah, just waiting a little bit here, friends. Friends and family plan. Be on the friends and family plan. I'm hitting the call button. Let's see. Start voice call? Hmm. Let's see. I can just call him this way. I'll call him in a very normal way <laughs> that I have to call him. Uh, I think this is his number. I was just about to say his number out loud into the into the mic device. I don't think he would appreciate that. Let's see. Oh, he's still not logged in. Logging in. I'm holding the phone up so you can hear, dear dear listener. Hey, hey man, what's happening? What's up? I said, hey, man, what's happening? Hey. No, you know, just doing stuff, trying to do other stuff. Hey, that's very, very descriptive. I like that. Get Get that at I'm on Oozbear and I'm trying to find the uh, Steve's spotlight on someone else. Oh, yeah. So it should be on the calendar if you click the calendar. And it should be the most recent thing. Yes. Okay, I'm hanging up my phone. You hit. Oh, you might have it. Let me see if I. Uh, I can't hear you through this device yet. You have to hit the microphone button at the top of the chat. Can you hear me now? Check, check. Yeah. Check, check. Oh. Yeah, I can hear you. Sweet. Loud and good. Perfect. Hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm all right. My fiance and I just uh, started hanging some blinds, so I'm glad that I get to go to improv instead of finish hanging blinds. Yes, I don't like that type of domestic chore. <laughs> uh, you'll you'll finally have some privacy. Yeah, it'll be great. We can't. Uh, Walk around just doing, wearing whatever we want, uh, yeah. no more costumes, none of that. Uh -huh. um, people actually see who we are, and so that'll be um, that'll be different. The stories we've been telling the neighbors, I guess, will just live on in legend. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I have a legend to tell you. This this happened like just a few weeks ago. Me and my girlfriend were leaving our apartment. And we could see people like totally just having sex through the window. Like I've never seen that before. <laughs> I've never seen that through a window like that before is what I should say. <laughs> yeah. That's uh did did the people who were having sex know that you were watching them? I don't I don't know. 
but we we didn't we didn't stay watching for long. But it was definitely <laughs> what was, it was definitely what was going on. I don't. We didn't yeah. see any. We didn't see any privates or anything. We just saw the the dude's torso and there's a leg coming up, you know, next to us, next to him. And yeah, he's, huh. he's doing he's doing his thing, and it's like, man, like how do you not? How are you not aware of that? You know, like you have the first of all, you have the lights on, <laughs> like yeah, in your room, yeah, and that and then you have your blinds wide open. It's like, man, that's that's. That's zero planning. You didn't, you didn't, you really, you had to do it. You had to just drop everything. Well, it was like the reverse of a cooking show. It'd be like a Julia Child on Saturday nights instead of Julia Child during the weekday when she's cooking. Like, I think it was full on planned. People are like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm fully aware of the status of people being able to view me through my window, like all the time. Like I'm, yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know how you can be like that. But I guess some people. Every are. now and then I'll be doing something and then realize that I'm in front of a window and like slowly back up. <laughs> yeah. So I go, uh, no, I can't see me doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm. This isn't. This ain't a show. This ain't a show, everyone. That's. I mean. We, I mean, this is a show. This. This. What we're doing right now. But my life isn't a show. I've. I have private moments. Thank you. Yeah, you're like, there is a reason that I have the uh, uh, release form for everybody because mm. it's a, the show's on when it's on, but it's not when it's off. This, there's, there's no release for this show. The only release you'll be getting is some catharsis, perhaps. Perfect. That'll be great. Well, yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, we need more catharsis, like Socrates prescribed. So hey, let's talk about improv. Uh, what what are you doing in improv? What are you trying to do? Well, like personally, or uh, what is our group trying to do? Um, yeah. However, you want to take the question. Sounds fine. Sure. Well, uh, so one of the things that I enjoyed about doing zoom uh improv during covid was i would write a note to myself about what i want to do that night whether it was like try to hit one of the elements of story structure like try to hit the third because of that or if it was try to incorporate movement more or um i find that i have a tremendous difficulty in keeping a character for an entire long form scene. So one of my notes was like, instead of trying to do a, um, like a full on character or a full on voice or something, do quirks instead, like a, you know, blinking or like a twitching or something like that. And I found that is more uh, my style. So I would write down a note during Zoom and just put it on my computer monitor. Now that it's now that we're in person, it's a little bit more difficult, but I still do the same thing. And right now I'm trying to work on um, I guess staying in character, but also trying to support better. Cause I realize that I mean I like being the center of attention, but that doesn't make a good improv scene and making my scene mates look good 
eventually all of us are going to be the center of the scene, even during a, you know, multi-person scene. So by learning how to, or like saying, okay, when I go into this, this today's practice, I want to support X, Y, and Z, whether it's a person or an idea uh, throughout the scene. And uh, I succeed with varying levels of success, but that's what I'm trying to do right now is learn how to be a better scene partner and support my team. Good. Th those, those, all those things sound great. I like the notes is, I don't know that um, I would write them down, but sometimes I would go into a scene and I would think about what I was going to do in the scene. Um, one of the, one like activity that I like is, I don't know if you've done this, but like um, you do I, you, and we scenes where the only thing you can start the sentence with is I, we, or I, I you, or we. Um, maybe we've done that together. I don't know. Um, cause I like that one, but, um, I've done that in scenes with people who don't know that I'm doing that. Uh, just to, just to see, just cause that makes you have to make it, the scene has to be about the people in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, like working on something like that, I've kind of just decided that's kind of like making that decision up front, like being, I'm going to do this specific thing. Yeah. Or I'll try to always incorporate CAD, like confession, accusation, or um, denial, I think Whoa. it is. Or what is that? <laughs> denial it would be great. No, it's discovery. Yeah, it's not denial. What is it? Uh, confession, accusation, or demand, maybe? But you try discovery. to do one of those. What's that? Discover. That's it. Discover. Discovery. Yeah. In order to kind of move a scene along or at least find your place in it. Yeah. Yeah. I like those three, those two, those as well. Uh, those also like, like, you know, the confession and accusations definitely make the scene about the people kind mm -hmm. of brings it back, which is, which is why I think those are helpful. And also it's just figuring out like, it's a little bit like, this is what's going on between them. You know, if it's some inform new information to both of them, it's like pretty helpful to do. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you first learn um, improv or get into improv? Uh, with Muggy Butler was the first time I've ever done it. Actually, when it was, it was, it was before. It was like seven, six or seven years ago. It used to be at a different church, run by a different mm -hmm. guy. I mean, Jay was still involved, um, but he was, of course, in Boulder. Um, so yeah, so that's where I started, and then um, I've taken classes at the Bovine and the Voodoo. Um, I've done a drop in at the, what's the voodoo called? The voodoo is called the rise and the chaos. Yeah. Bloom. So I've been to, I've been to all those other theaters. So how'd you like them in comparison to monkey Butler? Well, <laughs> um, I, uh, I think I, so, well, I think they've, they focus on different things. Um, uh -huh. I would, yeah. I would like to definitely focus more on like long form. That's what I tell. That's what I tell, you know, Jay and Tom all the time. Um, like, so, and I think those theaters have done that for longer. Like the rise focuses on that. And I think chaos bloom does too. Bovine mm -hmm. is more of a short, is a more was bovine never doesn't exist anymore. I don't think that's more of a short for me place. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I, so I've had, I like, yeah, there were good and bad teachers there and there were, 
uh, students of or who, who are whatever you want to call them of various levels as well and people who I thought were really great and um, so yeah I don't well, know if that helps same way as I was I started what like two years ago now with with Monkey Butler and hadn't tried the others because I you know I'd only be doing it for a year and then COVID hit so then couldn't go anywhere yeah. Yeah. I think it gives you like different perspectives for sure. I think is super is, is really helpful because you can look at it in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's pe people, uh, yeah. And getting, getting like looking at a wide variety of how people kind of engage with it too. Um, is kind of illuminating. Um, like at one time I watched, apparently I, I was hard to believe, but she was a, uh, you know, this young lady who apparently had never done improv, but she was, it was like super good, but apparently she did, she did, she had done a lot of acting and I'm like, oh, I'm always like, oh, okay. So like, if you have some of those skills, they're definitely translatable. Yeah. Because, they transfer for sure. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Just the stage presence, taking on a character seemed, seemed to be like hundred percent have that kind of stuff down, which is of course, super helpful thing to do. Yeah, I'd say so. I think that's what some of the people who are now coming into Monkey Butler have had a background in is acting. That's good. I've yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. I was <laughs> I helped out with some of those classes, but yeah. I, oh, I, 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 oh, I thought some of the new group was really was. I was really excited for them because um, like they seemed like they were really excited to be doing improv, and they like some of them had things had a lot of, a lot of like. Um, like great stuff that I, that I felt was like going like great, like, like good natural senses of humor. I think I would say I could like yeah. identify that in a lot of them. And, yeah. and I was kind of like, well, I, I mean, yeah. And, and they, they, I thought, you know, they could hold scenes well and stuff. So I, I would, I would like really like to see kind of how they do. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know. So I want our group to grow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have, if, yeah, it, which, because it's fun. <laughs> and yeah, yes, like I said, yeah. you improvise with a new, you, you improvise with different people that you, you get, I think you get better too, because you learn different stuff. If you improvise with the same people all the time, I don't know, you, you adapt to them more than adapting to the art form, maybe, or something like that. Maybe, I don't know. I would say so. Yeah. No, that makes sense, because if, if you get to know someone, you anticipate consciously or unconsciously what they're going to do and uh if you find a new person you don't know what they're going to do so it's literally a fresh start it'd be like uh i don't know if michael jordan suddenly played against some of the three-on-three -three guys from new york you know streets they be a different type of game because they'd be like whoa we're learning from each other these different techniques styles and methods so yeah uh, uh whatever um etiquette as well i mean where they're yeah. playing but um yeah and I'll, i mean the way i kind of look at that too like like i want to be good at like improvising with anybody like even people who don't know what they're doing so like i, I like to take the like the 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 look at it. like no matter what happens it's like you can only think about how you're going to react to it or or, or make it great or whatever so i i 
I wouldn't, I don't think I go into improvising with anybody. It's like, well, it's their fault or whatever, whatever happens. I'm like, they, I mean, yeah. they, would, they would have to be seriously shutting me down for me to be like, well, what's it's this, <laughs> this person has a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel the same way, which I feel like you do a great job of, you know, yes, anding, and also you're, you uh, are the first person on the scene in a good way. Like your, your foot's definitely always on stage. So I can imagine that as a new person, that would be extraordinarily helpful because the terror of getting into improv is that first step. Yeah, maybe I get, I get, I, I think so. I don't, I don't think about that. I, there's also specifically with that, there's the, also the reverse of it where you're like, you're anxious while you're waiting as well. <laughs> like you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to wait here, but I'm also anxious anyway. Um, oh, yeah. So it's hard. It's oh, yeah. hard to not start hard to not hop in. Um, but I definitely think the first whatever few things I'm definitely like, just I'm going to just go first on that just because just because it's just how it is. I've just made that decision. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Improvising with uh, with different new people. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So we, you've talked, you mentioned a couple of times, like keeping character, and I think the the thing you said about having like a quirk or something, I think is helpful. Um, it's like it's nice to have like kind of a bedrock small thing you can kind of revisit to kind of recenter yourself about, you know, what it is you're doing there. Yeah. So that's I, I agree. Know, that's also kind of like a, a key word for an accent uh, oh yeah 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 like that's the one that always brings you back to how it should sound and i yeah. feel like that's the same thing with a character is you have a you have a uh, movement or a saying or a a thing you do that brings you back to what you look like in your mind I, yeah. so you don't get lost in, in the scene of trying to figure out what's going on next so i definitely agree with that i think people are <laughs> I, I'd imagine the audience is for, is would forgive is pretty forgiving of repeating the same kind of phrase to get into the accent. I think I don't maybe I don't necessarily think people who've ever not improvised that often would think to do that. So I don't think they would recognize. It. They would just think like, oh, he's just saying the same thing over, and it's funny, and he's getting the, and he's hitting the voice really hard. I think yeah. that's probably what they would be thinking. Yeah. Well. There is an accent that I was working on because the um, a few months ago I was back in New Jersey and the uh, property manager of the place I was staying had a very thick New York accent and his name was Walter. So whenever Walter would pick up the phone, he'd say like, yeah, his name is Walter Sheboygan or whatever his last name was. But the way he said Walter has become my cue for the New York accent to to say. So I don't necessarily say Walter all the time, but I'll say like Walter under my breath to get the right mm. yeah. mouth and facial feeling and then keep talking in that accent. Walter. <laughs> yeah, Walter, he's always coming up and giving the bagels to Mrs. Foshin right next door. Yeah. That's the soft R's is key. Yeah. Remem remember. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, you can definitely see someone like that just talking on the subway or on the street, and it's the R's, and it's that that kind of back left of the throat. I don't know. Uh, remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's that. I don't uh, – like the, the accents are are great. There, it's like hard. It's a uh, I don't know. I always think like, oh, maybe I'll study that a little bit, and I never do. <laughs> right? Like, uh, uh, whether it's Tom or Jay was saying, uh, memorize ten songs, uh, ten of the of the memorize ten songs, and within those songs, the melody and the chorus, and then you'll be able to do fine in any musical number. Because you'll just fall back on one of those tens. And I'm always like, yes, I can do that. And I will do that. And I've never yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, the whatever, the, the musical spotlight basically always goes in a few directions. I think you're pretty, you'd be pretty solid because love is mentioned so frequently. The word baby is mentioned so frequently that I think mm -hmm. like, if, if, like you could use those almost always as jumping off points. I don't know. For some whatever reason, I think water. Maybe I'm wrong. Water seems to be mentioned a lot. I don't know. Um, well, and always some Disney songs. So I feel like if you know oh, one or yeah, two well. Disney songs, one or two '50s songs, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess I don't. Song. I always focus on the word, on trying to find a word with this, like a song with the same word in it, which I don't think is a great strategy ah. for that. I don't think that's a great strategy. I mean, you can take it if you want. I don't think it's a great strategy because. <laughs> Uh, that never fucking works for me. I think going more in the same genre is probably a better idea. Yeah, and I mean, there are obviously there are billions of songs out there. Maybe not billions, but there are just millions, millions of songs. But the they always seem to go back to some of the same ideas. And I feel like even though there are many songs out there, the I don't know the songbook that we choose from always seems to have baby. It doesn't have that many songs. I feel like some always come back, like Lion King always shows up, or like um, some Led Zeppelin or Beatles always show up. Happy and um, if you got yeah, yeah, you don't you don't get like ELO or Electric Light Orchestra or like Uriah Heep or like you know Blink One Eighty Two or maybe like oh like, yeah. Well, yeah, I think based on that, based on that game alone, I would imagine people think my taste in music is terrible because I'm, first of all, I'm getting something that people recognize. And for whatever reason, anything that I think is cool has left my brain. So it's yes. like, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I would not be able to do any of the music that I like, which is usually not able to, I, you know, I can't think of it on the spot at all. I have yeah. to go back to like what I grew up on or what I grew up on in this car. It's really the the music the the music that is unavoidable that has wormed its way in your brain and laid eggs and you can't help it no matter what you do. That's the type of yeah, music. Those earworms, uh, yeah, those earworms they've stuck in there for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I find the musical ones are always kind of difficult. Like I know for the heralds and such, you'd have those musical numbers. <clears throat> And some of that relies on melody and keeping a, a tune, but oftentimes I'm kind of glad we don't do as many musical numbers with Monkey Butler because I don't know how to do it that well, but also I wish we would do more of it because I don't know it that well. 
Oh yeah, I think there's definitely there's there's definitely exercises for it too. So there's like there's like I can hear my own voice right now. It's hard for me to talk. Hello. Yes. So yeah, um, yeah. There's definitely exercises for it. Um, like one of them is definitely like singing to a melody with nonsense. Like I think, like you can you can build it in parts, and I feel like it's possible to get better at it. But it's like it's again, it's like it's I don't do it that much to warrant having to focus on it or whatever. Yeah. And I don't, you know, before a show, we don't really warm up our voices for any type of singing, and I feel like that's absolutely necessary because. Well. Man, if I try to sing without warming up, it's going to sound just horrible. Well, I have no idea. I have no idea as far as actually genuinely singing, like keeping like the key, the whatever, the pitch or any of that. I don't know any of that stuff. Like I was never in chorus. So it's yeah, not what I'm doing yeah. is just what I think singing is. And, you know, yeah, I think well, people... I mean, even when I'm in the car, I'll be singing to whatever song it is, but I've done like two or three songs, so I might, you know... It might feel a little less rough, but if we do just one song, it's going to sound crackly and horrible. But if you've been, you know, singing songs to an entire album on your road trip, I feel like by midway through the road trip, you've got, you can at least mimic the song pretty well to not, maybe not be on key on purpose, but you're like, yeah, I can sing like, you know, I can sing like Led Zeppelin, sure. Just not when anyone else is around, but a little bit kind of like them, so... Ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, was that a little bit of celebration day or immigration song? It sounded like. Yeah, that was immigration yeah, song. Immigration. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Well, Robert Plant, whatever. Um. So, hey. Oh, what about you? Said you want to support others. How do you think you support? I think you mentioned it a little bit, but I want to dig into that. Uh-huh. How do you support others? Make them look good. <clears throat> well, it is. To me, a combination of listening to them and then whatever they offer, trying to be on stage for that. So whether it's as a character or as a sound or at least kind of getting in position to see like the next step in their story structure, like say if somebody is uh, talking about the aliens of Warog, then I'm immediately thinking, okay, should I be an alien from Warhog or is there, should I be part of the space station this person is on? And then, you know, maybe I'll jump in and start doing something right then or I'll wait to say, like, when is, is it winding down at all and somebody needs to jump in like me or is, do they need a little more time on stage in order to establish their character and establish where they want it to go. And then I pick up the thread when I get on stage, because I don't necessarily want to like direct things. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And suddenly they're like, wait, we're not, I wasn't planning on bringing us on an intergalactic war. I wanted to stay on war egg. So I want to try to hear what they're saying and maybe intimate where they're going and support it that way to help them like, I don't know, carry the story rather than, direct the story no no i don't i don't i don't think this my thing is i don't think the plan whoever has the plan plan, plan, i think the plan is gonna happen happen. yeah like why do you say that oh oh, (laughs) i I don't know i I can hear my voice again okay hold on it's gone so okay 
Um, Bruce says the same thing. He's like, he was kind of all about interpreting what I'm doing and, and said he could read me pretty well. And I'm like, man, I am not thinking about, I, I don't, I don't think my own plan is going to happen, let alone trying to make someone else's plan work. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just basic, basically what I do is definitely I'm listening because anything my, my partner says is super, is, is more important than anything I'm going to say. Um, yeah. because, because anything they say becomes more justified and more relevant and tactile if if I join in that. So my, my main thing is I'm listening to what they are saying so that I know. And then my next response has to incorporate what they something they said. Other that's the reason that's the reason to be listening is like my like I can't have something planned um, because then I'm not listening to them. But if I, if I, if, if what I say is a direct response to what, like literally almost literally using almost at least using one or two keywords they, they use, then I'm going to be a, like, like, I don't know. I, I can hear my voice again. I can't hear that. Just so you know. Do you have headphones? No. Oh, yeah, no, that's why. That's why I can hear myself. No, yeah, mine's just a uh, blue uh, Bose speaker. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, okay. Well, so I think that's right where you're, you know, you try to pick up a thread of what they're saying so that you can kind of continue to weave the larger story structure. But I, I find that if I anticipate what they're trying to say, it ends up in failure. But if it's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, if you're saying like one or two words or if they're doing a certain action, then if I listen and then do an action along with them that maybe replicates it, mirrors it, or carries it on, oh, it always ends up better. And yeah. I don't know, I, that's kind of my struggle too, is I like being the center of attention. So it's like, oh. man, how do I not do that? How do I let... Let them weave the quilt, and I just hold the yarn while they're weaving it. Yeah, yeah, that's I. Yeah, I. Yeah, hmm. I think all like it. Like if 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 I do have an idea, like in my back pocket, like I know that it's less important than what I'm listening to. So it's like I might use this or not, depending on what they say. Yeah. If I can weave it into what they're saying, that makes a, that is obviously like, like I think a good thing to do. Um, but I'm ready to abandon it because I need to I need to react to what they're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But is that yeah. the thing you struggle with most with improv right now? Is trying to is that? I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't think I struggle with that. I think it's just what I do. What do you struggle with at all? What do I think I struggle with? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> there's things I could there's things like, I like in a scene. I think I think okay. I could I could I could focus more on the relationship, on the relationship I suppose over the game. Over the game. I like to. I like to. I feel the most comfortable when there's like a clear game in my mind. Game in my mind. And I don't think they're game or relationship. Oh no! The relationship I think can be established pretty quick. Pretty quick. 
Yeah. So if I if I need that, I think I, like I like I know how to do that. I feel like the game is something that emerges. I think from from kind of from the scene. Kind of the so scene. that's something. Yeah, you yeah. As you're playing it, the game shows up. Yeah. Yeah. The re, the, re, the I mean the relationship. The, my relationship to that to the other character. I think is probably going to be pretty clear to me at least. I think. And I think, because I think you can do that immediately. That's like the location. If you don't have a location, and you feel it's a problem, you can establish that immediately. So I'm not worried if there's no location. I think that's that's like that's an easy one to establish. Or like, I also think that way about emotions, actually, which may seem not right, but I think if you just take out an emotion, that's that's all you got to do. Figure out why you're that emotion. What do you mean? Take it out, like as uh, be become angry or become sad, that type of thing. Yeah, that as just yeah, a movement. I think a really good move. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It definitely moves. It moves any scene forward, in my opinion. But it also allows. It opens up a lot of bandwidth for everyone else to play in. Yeah. Yeah. And also, so you're saying it's hard to find the game. No, um, well, the game is something you have to be patient for, for one thing. Um, what I'm saying is, I guess, so, like, sometimes you want to play the game, sometimes you want to play the relationship. Yep. And uh, I think the relationship is is one that I could do a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the other sometimes the other player is taking care of that though. You know, it's like you know, it's like it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I think I I really like the games, so I sometimes gravitate towards them because I think they're fun, and it isn't necessarily, at least in in my experience, it isn't necessarily the best thing for the scene but sometimes I just I can't help myself because I like playing them so it's like because I like it I want to do it you know the rest of the scene set up relationships there characters are there you know I want to throw a little bit of I want to throw something in there so that there can be callbacks later and then a game started from something along those lines uh, so I want to try to plant that seed even though you know I don't necessarily know like so what two weeks ago or so, I was trying to do that with the. Where were we? What, what were we doing? Maybe the. When we were doing all the the, the scene with the monks, and uh, yeah. like the strippers with you and Dave, you know, I kind of wanted to throw in a game about the different strippers and different names of the strippers going in, and then you know, that I kind of got lost from the scene because I wanted to play the game. So yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. Oh, I mean the game, that's kind of what I'm saying. It has to emerge. Like you can't even, like you got to try something and then you got to try it. Like if you can get it in there again, like maybe like, like, I don't think you can be like, I'm going to play this game. I don't know that that's going to work. Oh yeah. No, it has to come up organically. Otherwise it just looks like you're trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, you're uh, you can't be uh, cleaning that uh, kitty litter out there like with your bare hands. That that's that's gonna get you brain worms. 
But the scratching, it's, it helps with the scratching. Well, I, I know, I know Mr. Fluffles doesn't scratch up the, the couch and everything as much when he has a, a clean place to do his business, but I mean, I'm just saying you're going to get brain worms. Well, Cheryl, if you move the couch and clean it a little, it'd be much better. The brain worms are just going to be fine. I'm already on the Medicaid. Look, oh boy. Well, okay, I understand where this is coming from, Davis, but like, you see, you brought Mr. Fruffle, Mr. Fruffles in, and he was astray, and then you started taking care of him, and now I'm concerned that's how you're treating your brain worms. Well, he's jumped into my arms, and I'm petting him just like I would pet the brain worms. I would, I would, I would keep them and hold them happily, and I would make sure that they're fed, whether it's my brain. And I'm going to lose my brain anyways. It happened to my dad and my mother, so it's genetic. If I lose it, maybe Mr. Fluffles and I will be on the same level. Yeah. I just, I just feel like, I mean, you're, you're almost getting like grooves in your head from the way you're petting your brain worms all the time. I mean, it's just really like, it just looks like uncomfortable the way you're just going, going at your scalp with your fingers. It's just jealousy. Oh, Davis, come on. You're saying, you're saying I'm jealous of the brain worms that you're offering to everybody all the time as, as if you're some sort of brain worm uh, evangelist. Well, brain worm evangelist or brain worm body snatcher, I think that it's just fine. And Mr. Fuffles right here has said the same thing over and over and out, over and over again. He's just, he's been fine. He hasn't been scratching ever since the new cow litter and some of the brain worms got in there. And it's, wow. it's probably great if I give them all that board in the, in the hotel. I was playing bridge with the Jeffersons next door and they were fine afterwards. Ah, oh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, Mr. Fruffles listlessly padding around the apartment like he's depressed. I don't know that that's an improvement. Well, Charlene, the drool isn't my fault. Ah, uh, I, I, well, I know, I know you think that from your perspective, Davis, because I'm the only one who's mopping that up. Always coming back to how much work you're doing and I'm not. Uh, Dave, for thirty years. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I know, I know. I bring that up from time to time. And our cookie hutch that we built together, you know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I, we went over this in couples counseling, okay? I and know, I know how much that. The, that glue, it, it stuck to my fingers and I couldn't do anything. That's why the shutters are all askew on the house. They just, I couldn't land down right. You always bring it up. Oh, I, I wasn't directly bringing it up. I was just saying that I'm not trying to bring it up. I mean, that's what I was trying to do. That's why Mr. Fluffles is a much better companion than you are. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're saying that now as, as Mr. Fruffles, Fruffles listlessly and completely without energetic just leans against your leg for support as if he's going to topple over at any moment. And he just might from hearing you yeah. all the time, yeah. the talking. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Fruffles is just shocked. 
He's shocked to learn that the cookie hutch fell apart. Uh, that wasn't my fault. I was trying to vacuum. I was doing the one thing you're always asking me about doing. I was trying to clean, and you just, you, you, you're yeah. nagging. So I went over to Jefferson's yeah. and borrowed their vacuum, and it's, it's not my fault they had a kitty cat over there, too, who also wanted some of the brainworms. It's just, that's what happens when you hold a cat during bridge, and then you leave to bring the vacuum over. Okay, I'll... <sighs> I know, I know, I'd, you know, okay, fine. I'll just, I'll take, I'll, I'll take it back. I'll just be the one cleaning up the kitty drool from now on. But um, go ahead, it's your move in the practice bridge game that we're playing in order to pre prepare for the Jefferson party later. Well, my, my, my board is just fine. We've okay. been, Okay. Setting this one up for a while, I think that the uh, the Jeffersons won't have a chance. You and I know each other. Whether or not Mr. Fuffles is part of this, get up, Cassidy. Right. We we know each I, other. We can beat them. Uh, they just, it's I, been eight years yeah. in a row, and I feel like this time we can beat them. Yeah, I I love your enthusiasm, and I think that's that's great. I, a lot more enthusiasm over the the bridge game than our marriage. That's fine. Oh, always back to the marriage. You were saying that oh. in the counseling, too. Well, the Can't a man and a woman just have a relationship that doesn't involve sex? Uh, the counseling was when we were supposed to be working on those things, Davis. I mean, that was an appropriate time to discuss it. Well, I'm not going to talk about my feelings with some shrink. Yes, I know. I know you, when you were there, yeah, I mean, that's what you said to, the, to Dr. Hawthorne, and I mean... You know, I guess Dr. Hawthorne kind of, you know, he, he quit us as opposed to us quitting him, David. Well, it's it's not our fault that he married our daughter. It's it's really, he should know better by now that the, yeah. the relationship that our honey grew up in is going to be the one that reflects with you and I. And he offered his services. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on the same page with you there. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Dr. Hawthorne marrying our daughter was not going to help us reconcile our marriage clearly. No, and he even did it after the Oh, say that again. Oh, it's fine. Nothing. So the 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 Jeffersons, what 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 are we going to do? I'm asking myself while we're holding this bridge. What are we going to do? I mean, all I can think of is uh -huh. if we just, if we throw the cards. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned I'm that concerned. that might be another one of the ideas from the brain worms. The brain worms have nothing to do with cheating. It's, okay. it's, it's honorable men just like myself have thrown bridge games, yeah. but we can't lose again. Nine years in a row. I know. It's I pretty... Know. It's pretty it's pretty terrible, especially since it's a, a weekly game. I mean, that's nine years, nine times 52. It's a whole lot. Ah, you've always been better at the math than I. Yeah, 468 perhaps. I think I, 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 I'm, I'm glad you're not um, pushing the idea of using the psychic connection of the brain worms at all, because I don't think that was working. You shouldn't be talking about that. I, know I told I you once, and then you're blabbing about it. I there are at least a thousand of them in here, and and we have a very good connection, better than you and I do. I oh. think that Beams, oh, Worms, yeah. and I are really going to have something going. 
Well, I've been calling that agent. Mm -hmm. I think we, uh, I can do something with these on the NBC or the CBS. Yeah, I, I know. I see you like each day you're eating your, your Cheerios and you're, you're trying to bend that plastic spoon with your mind. And I know you're working on your act, so I leave you alone. Yeah, I think this tie and this suit are what I'm going to wear. Yeah, I mean, uh-oh. I thought you were just, just dressing up for the Jefferson's party, but I mean, that's, that's good, too. Well, a little bit of both, but yeah, yeah. going to have to bring Mr. Fuffles over, and I, I, I can't remember where he put the carrier. Yeah. Well, we, ha we haven't been using the carrier so much since Mr. Fruffles doesn't really, you know, scamper off anymore. He's kind of pretty much a stationary cat at this point. Well, you know, I seriously think it's something that you've been feeding him, that wet food. It's what? not good for his digestive tract. That's what he's been telling me. He's been saying oh. that that's the wet food. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right. I mean, you know, cats are picky eaters, and I know that's the thing, but I really think a more likely explanation, and I don't want to force this, okay, but I'm just saying it's probably the brain worms. The brain worms are just fine. I, I said that you are much better with the math, but trust me, that all of us are much better with the physics and with the probabilities, because... You know, it's going to be fine. I mean, last night I cooked that dinner for us in just mere minutes, chopped all right. the vegetables. It was like I was some sort of, I was a, a star chef. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, mean, I agree. I agree. You, you cooked that um, vegetable noodle koodle exceptionally quickly, but I mean, you were bleeding from your nose the whole time. That, that was just the red sauce. I told you, and it splashed ah. up. It is, I've been working on that red sauce for oh, several hours, and it bubbled up. That's what I said, and that's what I'm sticking to. It bubbled up. I don't know that the uh, that that recipe you had for new for vegetable noodle koodle had red sauce in it, but I'll I'll just accept that. Okay, sure. Oh, totally I believe. You're always nagging at me. I know you never believe what I say, but I swear there was red sauce in there. And the other times when we were going out to the zoo, it. That was nothing but blood. The animals were fine. Right. Yeah. I. I. I guess. I. I. I okay. I. I know that you believe that, Davis. I just don't think that I can accept that. You know that when you were running around in the, in the gorilla exhibit, that you know you didn't. You, I, it's hard for me to believe that you didn't get punched in the face. Well, I was gonna tell them some of my. And shake my fist at them, those zookeepers. They just, they wouldn't listen to me. So I, yeah. I told them the gorillas and I were going to be just fine. I, I jumped in at my own accord. You yeah. could see that. It wasn't, I was taking off my clothes just like a normal person. And even the video shows on the, on the face Instagram thing, it, yeah. it, it shows I was in complete coherence of my mind. The glassy look in my eyes was because of the medication. It had nothing to do with, with the worms. I mean, we've, we already established that. The police report said that too. It was, it, I was just, it was temporary insanity. They didn't say anything about worms. Uh, we cut, we, we cut to this. Uh, now, 
Now, honey, now when I, I, I really think my parents' marriage is falling apart. And I know ever since we've been together that, you know, you've kind of had it be off, off, you know, off limits to be talking to them. But I think it's like, I don't know, it seems very like a difficult thing going on over there. <clears throat> well, dear, uh -huh. their relationship has nothing to do with uh, Oedipal complexes have uh -huh. been showing up throughout history, and right. the right. cotogenital structure of the mind, especially the cortex, is not one of our strong suits. We don't have telepathy, no matter what your grand or what your father says about those ridiculous worms. Telepathy doesn't work, so we should let them do their conversations, and we will do ours. It's so hard, it's so hard to kind of get my perspective get through when you just use all of you use so, so many big words that I don't understand, and it just it just all sounds right. But I'm not a Harvard-educated psychologist. Well. Community college has been very good for many. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. You are a very educated woman in certain areas of life. And Harvard was great for me. Of course, 73 was the most wonderful of years with Chauncey and boys over there. But the senators and I might, might um, rub and shake hands, but um, you, my dear, have been just fine with the home economics. You are a brilliant woman. Uh, oh, thank you. I, I mean, I do, I do work hard and like pretty genuinely, I think, uh, you know, community college is a good kind of route for a lot of people to take. I mean, you can, you, you can, you know, don't have to spend that much to get a two year degree and then you ultimately transfer to a different college and then you can get whatever kind of degree you want. And I think that makes a lot of sense financially and then you'd be ending up on top afterwards. Yes. And some are on top at the beginning like myself, but that is also just the way well, as one says, the cookie crumbles. Some are meant to be philosophers, and some are meant to be kings, and some are meant to be philosopher kings. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I know you're I know quoting you're from that glowing from that skull and crossbones that you have on the coffee table. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do not speak of that. Oh, I, I, I know. I mean, I mean, I don't. I, you're okay, just I like your mother. Just bringing things up out of the past and trying to thumb screws into the present. Hey, you know I can't I can't compete when you're doing those kind of psychological breakdowns on me, Doctor Hawthorne. <sighs> yeah, I know you're upset. I'm just saying I don't. I don't. I don't understand why the the glowing skull and crossbones is a secret when it's literally in our living room and it's glowing all the time. Well, as as Chongqing Bells gave it to me back in our third year before I uh, finally decided to don the robe, it is a story of my story, and so it shall stay as ever after. It's, it is really not my fault we don't have anyone else over. That's why we go out to the theater. That's right. why we go out to the opera. You look fine in your dresses going out to the opera. We don't need to bring people back here, come into our domicile. Well, well thank you, Dr. Hawthorne. You know I like to look nice for when we go out. Of course you do. 
you look just wonderful all of the time. Oh, oh that's so sweet. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, the skull and crossbones, it's glowing. I mean, you're always telling that story with Chauncey and Bellows where you had the pinkest bottom after it was smacked with the paddle. I mean, oh, yes. It's not that Those different. are the days, yes. That was right before I finished my master's, you know, on the Freud's, uh, edible, uh, Freud's first session term before he had met Chong. It was, it was fantastic. Knowing the mind of that brilliant man was fantastic. And, yeah. well, the sore bottom was just part of that, uh, that society. All of us, you know, my dear, were the psychologists and psychiatrists. We were going to change the world. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I think, I think you have, I mean, I mean, you didn't fix my parents' marriage, but I can only assume that, you know, in your psychology practice, you're improving things to some degree. Well, I, I would imagine so. Your parents were a tough nut to crack, and I do not think any professional can help them. I mean, your, your <clears throat> father's incorrigible with his his brain worms and the telekinesis and being able yeah. to be on television, those are just cockamamie dreams. And, and I, I have to say, it, it's, it has the hallmarks of addiction. It does. Yes, it does. And a bit of a bipolar section. It's, he's manic and depressive about it. I, I really think he should have taken those medications, but it's obvious that he has not done so. Four milligrams is all I was saying. I... I know, I know you're saying um, there's no there's no psychic thing with the brain worms, and that sounds right to me. But I just want you to put your hand on this copy of the Harvard Review and swear to me that that skull in our living room isn't communicating to you through telepathy. I shall give me that book. Okay. I pledge on my forefathers and forefathers on Teddy and Taft that that the skull and crossbones are have, <clears throat> that the <clears throat> that the skull and crossbones have no influence on ah <clears throat> uh, well what's going on um do you need a? Oh, do you need? Do you need like a? Uh, do you need a cough drop, honey? I think I no, have. No, no, I'm fine. My throat is clear. I have nothing to expectorate. I, I am saying this. I will, through Teddy and Taft, that those scar and crossbones have no untold hold. Okay. Over. I'm looking. <clears throat> I'm. I'm looking through my purse for the cough drop. I mean, it's just such a big purse, honey. You know, I like to keep everything in here. And I, but when I do that, when I take everything, I just can't find anything. Okay, I'm just looking for some cough drops. Let me find them. There, there's nothing wrong with my throat. I, I cannot swear. On this, it, the Harvard Review is not a, a book to be sweared by. Let's, we should... We should stop these shenanigans and head over to the bridge game. You should turn around and I'll finish buttoning your dress. Now, uh, uh, okay, I mean, you, you're, you're, your hands are kind of a little bit shaking and, and you're all sweaty. Um, oh, look, I found my purple lipstick, by the way. Oh, that was in here at the bottom. 
Jesus, that lipstick. Oh, well, I'm fine. Oh, Harvard review is nothing to... The skin crossbones are... I, oh, boy. Well, oh. I know. I, oh. oh, yeah, you are. You are turning a different color that I've never seen before. Even, even more purple than this purple lipstick that I found at the bottom of my big purse. Oh, it's, I feel the heartburn of Yale. Oh. We, oh. Oh, darkness. You only, you only, oh my goodness, you only bring up those rivals to Harvard when you're very upset. I cannot swear that the skull and crossbones is not closer to me than you. <sighs> oh. We, we, we cut, we cut to this. I mean, you know, you know, Dale, I mean, those, uh, the gorillas, they're just looking pretty, uh, I don't know, they just kind of look pretty upset right now today. Well, the, that guy jumped in and just tried to hit yeah. him. Yeah. It's oh, remarkable. I know. I know. And I mean, you're, you're, you got that quick eye because you were able to like, I mean, you had those reflexes and I, I didn't know you were some kind of boxer, Dale. Yeah, for four years, I was the junior lightweight down in Sydney. It was fantastic. I used to box all day, and then, you see, my wife used to be the one who was the worst. And, uh -huh. well, you know, we've been having a few lunches together, but I'll, I'll tell you now that I was never the one that hit her. She was the one who hit me. That's, that's why I left Australia. She just, mm -hmm. I couldn't take it anymore. Being uh -huh. hit every day. Hey, sure. brother. Sure. sure. Well, sure. you know, well, Dale, you know, uh, Dale uh, I, yeah, I always I, heard I that, always uh, heard that uh, you know, people down in Australia are always boxing those kangaroos. But, uh, I mean, uh, I think you could even give it to these gorillas here. I mean, they might be a little bit out of your weight class, but I'd be betting on you there, Dale. How much did you bet? Oh, you know, I would, uh, I'd, 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 I said I would bet, but I'd say if you'd taken on uh, Parnassus there, our great, large, male gorilla we got here. Um, yeah, he's only going to be 800 pounds silver back. He'll be fine. I'll give him a night. Give him a one to How about we go uh, two to one that I, uh, two to one that I win. You Oh, no, I think you're going to win, Dale. I mean, we need to get a sucker here. I'm not going to bet you bet against you, buddy. No, no, come on. Come on, man. No, you're all fired up now. Hey, hey, quit, quit, quit ribbing me in the, in, the, in the tummy here, Dale. You know I don't want to. Uh, come on. You don't want to bet against me. Hey, I'm gonna, here, take my shirt. Uh, uh, Dale, uh, hey, this is a regulation zookeeper shirt, Dale. We can't. We got we to gotta be wearing these uh, while we're zookeeping. Oh, my God. That was the... I, he tried to rip my damn arm off and, and then bite me. No kind of rules there. Oh, oh call oh, the paramedic. I'm going to bleed out. Like my arm is just dislocating. Gone. He's been a chunk out of my arm. That was just, a, that was just an amazingly quick fight there, Dale. Like, uh, oh, man. I got you right in, right? I got you in the, right across the chin. Yeah? Oh, 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 oh sure, Oh, sure, Dale. You you definitely uh, stood your ground for a little bit, but and and hey, by the way, you don't you don't have to worry about me giving me any of that money. We didn't shake. We didn't do any of that stuff. It's no problem.
Oh, mate, that's right. We bet. Oh, <coughs> I'm not going to be able to pay the rent or any of these bills, and this my home's now useless. And there, the paramedics just. How do we explain this? Oh no, OSHA's kill us. Dale, you don't have to be getting out your wallet with your functioning arm and throwing that money at me. I'm not going to take it, Dale, okay? I mean, I, you proved your point. Well, here, I take it out of my teeth. Take it out of my teeth. Grab onto it. Oh, These bills are yours. Take it. Oh, hey, Dale, oh, come hey, on. Dale. I just I just want you to be okay and safe. I don't need to... I mean, you should save that money, I think, for your medical expenses. I mean, because unlike out there in Australia, you know, it's kind of... Things kind of get expensive medically here in the state. Yeah, well, we just need to get me on a plane and then I'll fly down there because, you know, a socialized medicine is... It's, it's, that's all we got down there. Here, you can't... You can't get a cold without paying for your medis. And down there, everything's fine. I just maybe get some tape and help tape my arm up, and maybe some get yeah, some of those yeah. those weeds, and we'll tie them into my into this bite mark because it's just oh, it's oh. this. Hi. Uh, okay, well, you know, you know, I, I still think you should go to the hospital, Dale. I'll, I'll, I'll pop you into the, into the community zoo van and, and, and drop you off at the hospital on the way as we take our silverback gorillas over to that party at the Jeffersons tonight where they're going. Uh, that'd be great. We can give them the cards too, so they can play bridge with those, uh, with oh, that psychiatrist, oh. the painter one. They always want yeah. them to paint. Yeah. The psychology and and uh, and that that horrible old couple who are just arguing all the time with the with, with the strange fever feverish head movement. Yeah, and he always is blaming on the gorillas. Yeah. What a oh. weird man. Uh, we cut we cut to the the, the Jefferson. Um, I'm 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 feeling rather lucky tonight, uh, Sandra. I think uh, this. This is going to be the best Jefferson's Bridge party we've had. Oh, honey, I think you're going to do just fine. Yeah, last time we were so close, we had least seven cards back. And, I mean, th tonight I swear I'll be a little light on those chins because I know that I was a little bit tipsy. And, yeah. well, Jefferson is such a handsome man, so I'll just have to – I won't play with his cards anymore. Uh, oh, I'm, I mean, you're talking, I'm, I'm Jefferson, honey, <laughs> to be clear. Uh, 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 yeah, you don't, you, uh, honey, you gotta be, uh, I, I, I want you to bring it though. I want you to, you know, I want you to be yourself. Have fun. Okay, well, I'll, I'll play with your cards and then I'll make sure that I, make sure that I play with anyone's cards just because I, we're gonna do just fine to, then, yeah. and yeah. it's gonna be great. I'll I'll go get that ham. Okay. Hey, yeah, I get, uh, that hey that ham that that ultra glazed ham. I know that's gonna go over great. It's 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 clean and shiny, honey, just the way it should be served at a bridge party. <clears throat> yeah, the pineapple is gonna be just great. It's gonna be it's so flavorful on that uh, on the sugar sugar. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I've been thinking about, thinking about, about that. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I've been thinking about that honey all that 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 glazed that glazed ham all day at work. Well, I know you've been thinking about it, but you you really should keep your mind on the game because yeah, this yeah. has been nine years going. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's what two hundred two thousand seven hundred odd games. It's uh, we have a reputation uh, to uphold. 
it 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 paid it paid for our beach house, Sandra. So uh, I I agree. We got that. We got and we got our reputation in the community. I I don't want those gorillas looking at us sideways just because uh, just because they beat us at bridge. Yeah, and that Aussie is horrible Aussie. That horrible Aussie. He's got his socialized medicine. I'd like to have his crocodile D&D crawl up on my bridge table. Uh, uh, honey, I know, honey, I know by that by what, you're saying, what you're saying is that you would that like you him would like to him crawl up onto the table and die like the pathetic bridge player he is. And you definitely do not mean some sort of sexual thing with the Australians. No, honey, I love you. I just... If he would go down under, that would just be great. That's where they're all yeah. from, right, honey? Right. Yeah, they should go back down under, meaning their graves buried in their ground. You know, that's what's the only thing that's good for them after we pump them up full of delicious ham. Well, it's better than that insufferable psychiatrist. Ah. Such, a, such an insufferable, incorrigible blowhard. He's just like every other Yale. Yeah, he, I actually checked on the internet, and he never graduated from Yale. It's all uh, fake. Yeah, that's that's right. And you know what? I, when I shook his hand, I didn't feel the secret handshake of the skull and crossbones whatsoever. It was more like just a straightforward, better business bureau style business handshake. That's what I saw too. Even after you gave him the wink and the nod, and you even had your uh, your ring on. I mean, the, the, it's glowing in our living room. I feel I like he, he's talking about it. He, he must have gone from a mail order sharper image. I don't know. How is he missing it? I feel like I got to replace every single light bulb in the house with a skull-shaped one before this guy recognizes I'm a member of Skull and Crossbones. He's, he's an insufferable boob. I swear he's from Yale. He's just trying to infiltrate the skulls and bonies. That's right. That's right. But, uh, but uh, me and the other gorillas, we're not going to let him in, okay? Not until he's, you know, he got, he's got to come straight forward with us, because I'm not believing anything he's selling. No, he's, he's jabbering on about telepathic worms that his father-in-law has. Obviously, he, he should go back to the nuthouse, but as a patient rather than as the yeah. supposed doctor he was. I bet he's just, bet he, he just, when he gets, when uh, he gets caught uh, and they drag him there, that he's just that kind of blowing a whole lot of hot air at all those other psychologists, so they let him leave, just like he's blowing hot air about being a, being a college man. Yeah. I think he's, he's just doomed to failure and, and too, uh, too scared to admit it. Yeah. Just, his wife, I think, is a perfectly fine woman who, you know, he seems to be extraordinarily smart and just uh, book smart and, and, and always let him talk down to her, but she can have a conversation about pre-modern Japanese literature better than anyone I've known. Yeah, I mean, those courses over at that community college, I tell you, I mean, they're, they're really expansive and cover a lot of material. Anything you would really want to eventually, uh, you know, kind of get a jumping off point for and then eventually go to a different college to kind of, you know, uh, seal the deal on that bachelor's degree. They're a great yeah, institution. Apparently she's been going there taking different classes for 16 years. That's longer than other doctorate. Yeah. That's, that, I, I mean, I consider that to be, uh, you know, an accomplishment. Yes. 
I bet he's the one who really has the general anxiety disorder or the mm-hmm. patient health questionnaire, and she's the one who mm-hmm. just kind of carries on, or maybe she's poisoning him. I don't know. Honey, I think you diagnose far better than that actual psychologist. And hey, this ham you got here, the way you made it shaped like a skull with the little pineapples being the eye holes, I think that's, uh, that's going to get people's attention. Right. How more obvious we can we be? He either has to give you the handshake or we just cut his hand off. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, when, when you... When you yeah, you cut that hand off, and then we, we I'm, I'm sure it'll, it'll just be just pouring, gushing out blood, and probably a whole bunch of crazy, weird worms, too, because that's how those people are. Yeah, and then we just blame it on the gorillas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I hope we don't have to get another cat again this time, because the last time those gorillas did eat, eat the cat. Yes, that was unfortunate. That was unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah, that's an unfortunate way for the cat to go. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that was fun. That was excellent. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you for having me, for sure. Oh, yeah, that was great. There was a thing in there that I work on. A lot of times I don't do cuts at all, but I was like, oh, why not do some cuts? Yeah, I think it's, it's hard to do it on Zoom or online, but I think you did a fine job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just you just say cut, to, and then you can just say, oh, we're going to cut to, and then you can just do the line to establish things, or you can say, oh, we cut to the zoo or whatever. I don't think I did that. I think I did it with the dialogue. I, I, I don't remember, but. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I had fun. But, yeah, sometimes I let these go. A lot of these are just like uh, um, we're like it's it's a scene between two people the whole time in the same place, which is fine. And that was one of my goals when I started it to do that. But yeah, I, I'm all, I've also gotten so used to doing that that I forget to do cuts. Yeah, I can imagine. You've done a few of these. So you're like, let's change the location because you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like in the 30s, which is pretty cool. Nuts. Um, yeah, oh yeah. I'm going to try at least doing like 52. Why 52? Um, one a week? That would that would be a year, even though I have skipped a week one time. Cool. Yeah. That would be um, fantastic. So a couple of things I ask at the end here. I ask, uh, oh, so who, like I always ask people to talk about other improvisers. Like who do you think is good and why? And just what kind of observ- positive observations you have about other people that we know. <laughs> Uh, in in our in like Mikey Butler or just improvisational actors in general? Um, probably the uh, probably former the, more people we know. I would know. want you to lean towards. Uh, I would say that I really like playing with Ohm because he always has very left field ideas that are easily incorporated into the scene, and it's fun to play with him. And then I. <clears throat> Also, really like playing with Bruce because he has a really dry sense of humor that comes out in his characters, and I, I really like a lot of his characters. And and Kathleen and Maddie are both a lot of fun to play with because um, I think that female point of view is important, and we don't see enough of it. Yeah. Maddie's not, Maddie hasn't signed not up. Hasn't signed up. Ohm, ha- Ohm hasn't Ohm signed up. Hasn't uh, signed up. 
I'm surprised Ohm hasn't signed up. Like, where's that yes and tattoo about coming on to my podcast? But right? Yeah, I, like, I, like, yeah. I, think Kathleen, I think Kathleen's really great. Um, like, yeah, I was glad she was... Were you there last week? No, I was not. Oh, yeah. She was but there. I heard that she great. and Ohm were there. Yeah, did Ohm... Ohm did... Oh, man, that's awful if I forget. He was playing with us, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, they're they're great. Um, they're super supportive and kind of like bring good energy to the whole thing. Um, yeah, Bruce's dry humor. That's like a perfect way to put it too. Like he is that. It's so funny. Um, he's like sawdust man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And Maddie's fantastic. Um, she's like, she brings, I don't know. I think she's acted before. That's what I always feel like she brings to it. She's bringing a little bit of acting chops, I think. I would think so. Yeah. Cool. Well, those people will be pleased to uh, know that stuff when I tell them to listen because we talked about them. Um, then is there any other art? Is there any stuff that you want to plug? Is there any art stuff that you're doing or anything you want to talk about in that way? In that vein? No, not, yeah. not doing anything. Improv is kind of my only artistic outlet and it's perfect. Great. Great. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, fun. Definitely and fun. Take, take, keep you out of trouble. For sure. Uh, cool. cool. Uh, then the last thing I do here is I do what's called the storm off sign off. This is this is what happens. It's where I thank you very kindly for being on this show. And then um, then uh, you start talking and you get pissed off at me and you, you tell me off and how upset you are about everything. And then you hang up and you have the last word. But before you do that, I really do want to genuinely uh, thank you for coming on to the show tonight. I was looking forward to, to chatting with you because you, I think you bring a lot of great stuff to the scene. Like, I, I like that, like, the scenes we were in, I like that boat one. That was, like, just, uh, like, if you remember, we were on the boat. You know what I'm talking about. That was great. Um, so, yeah, I think you bring a lot of great directions to the scenes. And uh, um, if, if something is, like, pretty clearly like a fun thing and going on. And I think, I think you recognize that fun thing and are able to like stay on that and play it. And I think that's, that's helpful and cool. Even though you say you're like, you were almost saying like, you want to help the other person out. I think you still, you do recognize the kind of the fun thing and you dig into that. And I think that's a great um, thing to have in improv. Well, thanks Steve. I appreciate it. You're supposed to get mad now. <laughs> I was waiting because I was waiting for more compliments, but it sounds like none others are coming. I mean, hmm. I spent an hour and a half on this. You, you just end with one word of praise for me? This is ridiculous. I can't even. This is just stupid. I'm done. <laughs>